It's Tuesday, November 30th, 2010. I would like to welcome all of you to Mexico and to Cancun and to the United Nations Climate Change Conference. After failure in Copenhagen, the next climate summit begins in Cancun. Bye-bye, Bluefin. Sorry, Charlie. Plus... The Earth, now in 3D. That's odd. I thought it was always that way. All that and more straight ahead. I'm Brad Friedman of bradblog.com. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. With increased skepticism raised by the ClimateGate scandal just one year ago, maybe it's time for the granola-crunching press to change its doom and gloom message. Or maybe it's time for Fox News to change its fake news reporting. Just saying, this is your Green News Report. Today's Green News Report is sponsored by you. Yes, you. Unlike Fox News, we are not funded by billionaires who don't care about the truth. If you'd like to continue hearing the truth on your public airwaves, please support the Green News Report by stopping by our website at greennewsreport.bradblog.com and hitting that PayPal button. Or you can PayPal to News at bradblog.com because the truth matters now more than ever. Okay, Des, here we go again. Climate conference in Cancun. Will we have any more luck down there than we saw out in Copenhagen earlier this year? We'll just have to see. As you heard in our opening, that was the Mexican Nobel Prize winner for chemistry, Mario Molina, welcoming delegates to the United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change, which began on Monday in Cancun, Mexico. The nations of the world are meeting again to negotiate a comprehensive climate treaty. But after last year's failed summit in Copenhagen, expectations this year are very low for reaching any kind of binding treaty to reduce global greenhouse gas emissions and stave off the predicted effects of global warming. But the new head of the UN conference, Christiana Figueres, tried to, to strike an optimistic note in the opening session. Cancun will be successful if parties compromise, if they make sure that in the process of getting what they want, they allow others to leave with what they need. Optimistic indeed. Yeah, but the negotiations are already splitting along familiar lines. Rich versus poor countries, developed versus booming developing economies, and a general sense that little can be accomplished in the area of emissions amid the standoff between the U.S. and China. China is now the largest greenhouse gas emitter in the world. They beat even us? Yes, they do. Way to go, China. But Figueres highlighted other areas of broad agreement that could be reached. Deals on adaptation, technology transfer and forests, and creating a fund for financing for poorer nations to adapt, but she noted it may not be enough. Even if all the national targets and actions now on the table are honored in full, they will not meet the goal of avoiding a rise of over two degrees in global temperatures. In fact, the prestigious Royal Society of Britain said last week that on our current trajectory, we are headed potentially for rising temperatures of four degrees Celsius, which could have dramatic impact. As for the rest of the conference, experience says the agreements usually don't emerge until the closing days of the summit two weeks from now. We'll keep you posted. But Charlie, Starkist don't want tunas with good taste. Starkist wants tunas that taste good. Here they are. 
In another international conference over the weekend, short-term profits won out over long-term sustainability. The international body in charge of regulating commercial fishing in the Atlantic Ocean again failed to cut fishing quotas and thus save the bluefin tuna from commercial extinction. The bluefin tuna market is so lucrative that, by some estimates, it could become commercially extinct as soon as 2012. Conservationists have been calling for a total moratorium to give the species time to recover, but the International Commission for the Conservation of Atlantic Tunas voted over the weekend to leave catch limits essentially unchanged and even failed to agree to ban fishing during spawning season when juvenile fish are often captured before they have a chance to reproduce. Sorry, Charlie. Why do you hate profits, Desi? And finally, Google has launched a 3D version of Google Earth, but with a twist, timelines. Now you can see how different regions have changed over time. Check out Haiti before and after the earthquake or deforestation in Indonesia and the Amazon. You can download it for yourself and see the human impact on the earth. And you can see that story and all the other ones we didn't get to today at our website, greennews.bradblog.com. Download us anytime on iTunes. Listen to us on your smartphone via Stitcher Radio and follow us 24-7 on the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report. South of the border, down Mexico way. That's where I fell in love when the stars above came out to play. And now as I wander, my thoughts ever stray. South of the border, down Mexico way She was a picture in old Spanish lace